is because I've had issues with my own nutrition and lack of food freedom over the years. And it took a lot of curiosity. And truthfully, it really took becoming a parent that was my shift in my awareness regarding my food um, and, and my how I was treating my body. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell, registered dietitian and personal trainer. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. We cut the baloney of the food shaming and focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hello, everyone. Today's guest has a heart of gold. She's committed to helping her clients find food freedom. She is passionate about ditching diet culture rules and promoting self-talk through her programs, social media, and even has her own mantra cards. Very cool. Today we talk with registered dietitian Kristen Lorenz, known as the last dietitian on Instagram. Not only does Kristen provide great talking points to get off the path of diet culture, but she shares her own personal story as a teen struggling with food, body image, self-worth, and having your weight posted for everyone to see. In our conversation, Kristen has the genuineness any girl can relate to. She puts you at ease, making you feel like a friend catching up who cares and how to talk to ourselves when it comes to food and how we treat ourselves when it comes to our own health journey. Join us for this conversation. We'll start off. Kristen, it's so great to have you here with us. Can you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Hi, Stacey. My name is Kristen. I am a registered dietitian. I've been a dietitian for 15 years and I run an online private practice where I help people with intuitive eating, helping them repair their relationship with their bodies, repair their relationship with food, stop generational issues regarding diet and their family and help them with improving their nutritional status. Awesome. Uh, Tell everyone your Instagram handle. My Instagram, you can find me there at The Last Dietitian. How did that name come about? <laughs> that is a really great question, and I cannot take credit for it. It was a few years ago. I was conferring with a, a really talented young woman um, who, she's a dietitian, and she was wanting to help other dietitians in private practice. Um, and I was telling her I wasn't totally in love with my Instagram handle name. Um, it, I was going by something different then. And I was explaining to her my, what I loved about being a dietitian that I really wanted to be the last dietitian a person ever needs. I I don't want them to need anybody else after me because they've been so successful. And uh, these were voice memos back and forth. And she was actually originally helping me with other aspects of Instagram, but she said to me, well, I think you just came up with your name. Why don't you just utilize that handle? And so I did. It's been great. Awesome. I thought that was the meaning behind that. So I had to uh, make sure, but that was, that was the process in there. That's, that's really cute. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I think, and and I I cannot take credit for the 
the surge in other dietitians being coined as the blank dietitians of this dietitian, um, I think it helps. And I think it helps provide some insight for people who are looking for mine might get a little lost in translation, but that's okay. <laughs> I hope you find me anyway. <laughs> um, so you're in this food freedom area. Um, what interested you or how did you get into that area within nutrition? Full disclosure, I wasn't always like this. I've been a dietitian for 15 years, but the food freedom and, and specifically intuitive eating has been probably more recent. And it is because I've had issues with my own nutrition and lack of food freedom over the years. And it took a lot of curiosity. And truthfully, it really took becoming a parent that was my shift in my awareness regarding my food um, and, and my how I was treating my body. So a lot of dietitians, and, and this is not all dietitians, but a lot of dietitians go into the field of nutrition and dietetics because of our own issues with food um, one way or another. And I can elaborate later more, but you know, mine really started when I was in high school. And I, I was, I've always loved food. I've been interested in it. And it was almost a source of control for me. Um, and that source of control carried into my internship, my postgrad program, and my um, and I worked on an ICU. And again, you think about oh, on an ICU, you're in total control of what the people are being fed for the most part, tube feedings and TPN. And I love that aspect. I love that aspect of nutrition. I still do. I think it's wonderful. Um, and when I started doing nutrition coaching, again, it was a lot of control and a lot of numbers. I was thinking, oh, well, I can do numbers and calculations on the ICU. I can do numbers and calculations for humans that are eating and living life. And while it can sometimes initially work, I was starting to recognize that a lot of my clients would be messaging me saying, I've had such a great week. This week was wonderful, but then I stepped on the scale. But then I broke this rule, but then this happened. And that's really where it naturally started to evolve for me. You know, I started kind of taking away the scale. Like what if we stopped focusing on the scale? That scale, that number isn't really bringing a lot of happiness. Um, and then it led me to intuitive eating and here we are. Um, I love it. I love hearing that journey, that path, because you're right. As we are interested in nutrition, we almost use it as our own diagnosis our own treatment on us to improve on oneself and then we find oh wait a minute here <laughs> there's a lot more that goes into it within the mindset and everything else and also being that role model being a mom um so as you kind of turned over to this new leaf what have you seen from your clients in making these changes and not focusing on the the scale number the level of kindness that they treat themselves with, um, the level of empathy that they have towards other people who are still wrapped up in diet culture and still dieting, um, I think is really wonderful. Um, I, I've noticed goals change. Um, I, I already mentioned their level of happiness, but also the type of client that comes to me is different. Um, I, and I'm very clear in my application if you're going to be working one-on-one -on -one with me, you know, I, I'm not here to trick anybody into working with me. Um, and I have 
told some clients that we've been, or potential clients on discovery calls, I have said, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm the right person for you um, because of what your goals are. Um, I, I think not everyone is always ready for intuitive eating, but I do think intuitive eating can work for everybody. It just has to be the right time. Yes. Um, it takes some practice, you know, it, it, figuring out life and how to deal with it. It's, it's a change. And with this, within your programs and within social media, what would you say is your main nutrition message? My main nutrition message is the way you speak to yourself matters. And I know that's not nutrition, but the way you speak to yourself matters and the way you treat yourself matters. There's room for everyone and you deserve to take up space. Sometimes I think that we should have gotten a psychology degree along with the dietetics because the mind, (laughs) I laugh, but it's so true because the mind has so much to do with how we think, what we eat, self-talk and all that. And you have some wonderful mantra cards that I saw available. Tell us about those. I love that. I do. I have them right here. I know I know that this is an audio recording, but um, I, I, I made these mantra cards because I was recognizing the importance of self-talk. And I know that sometimes it's really hard for us to change how we talk to ourselves. Sometimes we need a little bit of inspiration. And these mantra cards are based off of the, or not the principle, but the, um, the idea of neuroplasticity, where it's changing our thought pathways. So often we can see a reflection in a mirror, see a number on a scale, see a pant size, and immediately think something negative. Well, what if we could change our thoughts? What if we can foster self-appreciation, body neutrality? Um, and so I found some really great cards online that I was sending clients. I love to send my private clients gifts. And I was realizing, you know, I'm, I was helping other people's businesses, but I was thinking, I, I think I could make mantras that I really love to share with people and make them my own. Um, so I created them and I send them to clients and they're also available for, for sale on my website or on my Instagram um, as they're $19 and they ship internationally and I, people are loving them. A lot of people use them as stocking stuffers this year, little birthday cards. Um, and they're, they're wonderful. I, I am a huge fan, but I'm biased too. <laughs> Hold them up again. I'm going to take a quick screenshot so we can share this. I love that. That's cute that you have them. There we go. Okay, good. I got that. Um, how long have you had these available? It's such a great idea. Just about, I want to say probably just three months, two or three or four months, maybe. Oh, okay, great. So fairly yeah, new. Yeah. So with those mantra cards, you probably feel that they're like a good tool to use for your clients um, to kind of start that self-talk process with them? I do. And, and there are a lot of different ways that you can use them as well. Uh, I like them to be a grounding exercise. So if someone's feeling triggered or feeling upset about something, Flipping through them is a way for you to calm your mind, reassure yourself, maybe find someone that's particularly grounding. Alternatively, if you just you know, spread them out, similar to tarot cards, they are tarot card size, <laughs> um, you know, and, and just spread them out um, on, your, on your desk 
or kitchen table and choose one for the day and have that be your grounding exercise. Um, you know, the one I pulled right here is my food choices have nothing to do with my worth. Um, the way I speak to myself matters. There are a couple of ones that are instructional there too. Uh, one is, you know, think about what you, what your friends or what you like about your friends. And I bet none of that had to do with their body, their shape, their size. Right. You like people for their qualities. You like people for how they make you feel. So what's to say that they're going to like you for anything else but those qualities that you have in yourself, how you make them feel? I love it. Um, just little reminders that we need to hear ourselves and, and just keep repeating to getting to getting there and making peace with food and yourself. It, don't, it totally does. And one of the image, images I like to uh, have people work with is my clients, if they're listening right now, they're going to be like rolling their eyes and thinking like, oh, she's talking about the Grand Canyon again. Um, <laughs> and hopefully if there's a geologist out there, they're going to tell them if I'm correct. <laughs> but think about the Grand Canyon and the river that's run through and it's eroded over thousands and thousands and thousands of years and it's created that huge canyon. And think about if we had to redirect, you know, you'd be starting with a river in maybe like it looks like a little creek. And over years and years, it's going to burrow into and create a new riverbed. But it's not going to be as deep as that Grand Canyon. Again, it's going to take years and years, gallons and gallons of water flowing constantly over time to get to Grand Canyon level. So maybe the Grand Canyon, that's a pretty extreme example. But that's the way you think about their, our thought processes. You know, if, if we're constantly tearing ourselves down over and over and over again, it's going to feel clunky. It's going to feel really hard to create a new neural pathway, create some new thoughts. Um, but it is possible. It just takes time and reinforcement and maybe the right coach who is your cheerleader and your Sherpa to help you get there. What are some of the steps that you start with your clients to get to the end goal? I have everybody start this onboarding process. Um, at least, and actually, I have this the same form in my online course. So I just launched a new online self-paced course for people who are curious about intuitive eating, but aren't really sure that they want to do one-on-one -on -one, or for people who are super self-motivated and they're like, no, I can watch something on YouTube and fix a car. Um, it's never been me, but I totally admire people like that. So um, it, it, I do this assessment form where it can help isolate you know, are you really not trusting your body? Are you struggling more with emotional eating? Are you feeling really guilty about your food choices? All of the above. It can help identify the these core pillars of what it is that we can work on. And we go from there. Um, I do utilize the principles of intuitive eating. But that being said, um, I've done supervision with Evelyn Triboli. Um, I, I, I think... I honestly cried. I think the first time I, <laughs> I still with her, I, I just, I think she's, she is as wonderful in, I can't say real life because I didn't meet her face to face, okay. but she is like my idol. I just, I think she's amazing. Um, but you, when they created the book of intuitive eating, they had to put, you have to put principles in sequential order, but in real life, if you're working with someone one-on-one, -on -one, um, a lot of times we're not doing those principles of intuitive eating in sequential order. We will be out of order and sometimes combining them at the same time. So for the, for the listeners that don't know Evelyn, she is the author of Intuitive Eating as well. 
and a dietitian, and there's another dietitian that wrote the book with her. I'm, I can't think of her name right now. Yep. Elise Rush. Yes, yes. So in our dietitian world, these are our like role models that we are just crazy about for these two putting the practice of intuitive eating together. So how did you connect with her? <laughs> I went through the certification course. Okay. Truthfully. And, and so I, I'm, learning is so fun it, for me at least. <laughs> so, um, especially when you're not getting graded on it, but it, it's a wonderful way for, uh, you know, I, I believe that you know, action creates motivation and I wanted to learn more and I thought, well, why not get certified? Um, and to become certified, you have to do a group supervision. Um, there is a test that you have to take. And the test is not, it, it is not one you can kind of skip through and it, it is an honest to goodness. Like you really have to read the book. You really have to do the worksheet. You really have to listen. Well, the hardest part too is they, they send you a CD. Um, and, and I downloaded the audio book, but what's hard about this audio slash CD is um, some of the questions they're, they're in sequential order. And so I think if I actually had a CD player, which like in 20. 2021, like 2022. I mean, I was like, I don't, I, it was probably just me being cheap. I was like, I'm not going to buy a CD player online for $50. So I downloaded the audiobook. So truthfully, that aspect of the quiz took me the longest. But um, if anyone wants a CD, I have it. My mom would probably love that. So yeah. I know. I know. Like, I don't even know anyone with a car. Anyway, so it's just, uh, it was, it was really funny. Um, so the, the, the quiz is Truthfully, it took a really long time. For the dietitians out there, though, you do get, I think, 41 continuing education okay. credits for completing it. It does take a lot of time. Um, and then you have to do one out, you get to do one on one or small group supervision um, with Evelyn, Elise. Um, I think Evelyn is on an um, extended leave right now for some medical treatment. But um, yeah, and, and it's just, it's wonderful. And I think it's important to know that coaches need coaches. Um, Similar to how you know therapists go to supervision to talk about any struggles or issues they're having, um, I think it's really important that we know that dietitians can do the same. You know, not everyone is a super obvious, clear, straightforward case. Um, and I've also had the privilege of working, being the dietitian for other medical professionals, other dietitians, surgeons, doctors, um, and it's a, it's a real honor to be part of anybody's journey though truthfully keep on learning right and and um you're paying it forward as well as connecting with others too i love it yeah so with this new course program did this just come out recently your new power method is that correct is that what you're calling it or no it used to be the power <laughs> method and and no and you're you're spot on because i've done a lot. So okay. literally yesterday, Stacey. Okay. So you are not missing a beat. Great. You've done your research. I saw your and, stories uh, and I was like, this looks brand new. So yay. Okay. And, and yeah, brand new, like, like a fetus. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so it, it's on the, it's like this foundational course for intuitive eaters. It takes them through the 10 principles of intuitive eating um, with video modules worksheets, downloadables, and then I have a bonus meal planning se um, section. Um, in addition, people can get four seasons, so four months of meal guides. If they're looking for a little help with gentle nutrition, I um, 
I think you and I could both agree. If if we just pumped out meal plans, we could be zillionaires, but that's not how anybody really learns. Um, but sometimes people need a little a little help, a little guidance, a little inspiration. I, I think you, you've done some meal guides and some help with structures too, right? Yeah, I think that's why they come to us because they want ideas. Yeah. We're idea makers. Doesn't mean you have to stick to it or follow a strict meal plan. It's just, hey, you could have this main dish, but you could have this other side. You know, it's just, it's an idea book. That's what I like to call it. Exactly. And you think about who people follow on Instagram or Pinterest. It's inspiration. It's inspiration. I like the way that that room looks. That food looks yummy. You seem healthy. You know, like, what, like, and, and so it, it is a nice little taster, like a nice way to, to get started. And so I personally am not a, against it. I, I also offer for plant-based allergies. You know, there are a lot of substitution or options within each recipe. Um, so it's also just kind of like mix, match, add snacks. If you're hungry, don't if you're not, <laughs> but just eat, you know, and, and enjoy what you're eating. It just takes time and practice. And our minds as dietitians are wired to bring, incorporate those gentle nutritions. You know, I mean, we can have uh, cookies with a balanced snack. So uh, how to balance out those cookies and make it a complete filling snack. That's the way our minds are wired. So why not show everyone else? <laughs> exactly. Because it, who doesn't want a cookie? It's wonderful. But sometimes what we don't want is the sugar crash that can happen afterwards. Yes. So, you know, yeah. What is, specifically, what is it that you can balance it out with? Um, I had waffles yesterday morning, really into sweet breakfasts lately. Um, so I had some toaster waffles with peanut butter and um, I had a flaxseed on top of it because I mean, I don't mind it. It doesn't taste anything to me. So just kind of helped add a little bit of fiber <laughs> to my breakfast and it worked out great. So just time practice and it can help to have the individualized attention. Yes. And you share that stuff on your social media page. What has been extremely popular um, with your audience? This is really funny because I was, <laughs> I was going through uh, you know, my Instagram recently to see like what what in 2021 was really like helped people out. And truthfully, um, there were two things. One were just funny memes that I post sometimes, so that <laughs> which is good. I mean, we all need humor, and I try to keep it food related, so it's at least consistent. Um, one of the most popular reels that um, popped off this past year, though was not even an educational one. It was a vulnerability one about, and it, it kind of comes full circle about how when I was, um, I was 16 and on a crew team, I would get weighed regularly. And when we'd get weighed, they would stamp our weight on our arm because there was a certain weight limit class within, um, and I, I believe it still happens. I think that now things have probably changed. So they're not asking people necessarily to lose weight to, to get to the certain number. Um, and for what it's worth, you know, this was you know, more than 20 years ago. <laughs> um, and I, you know, and I think that I, you know, I was weighed prior to the season starting. So as the season progressed, I was gaining muscle. I was hungry. I, so it was really hard for me to maintain that weight throughout the season. And um, it just caused 
an obsession for me back then, an obsession with a certain number on the scale that I had to achieve and the potential shame that I was going to feel if I didn't hit that number because the boat couldn't race, you know, my, the weight was going to be stamped on my arm. Um, it carried with me for a really long time. It's like a scarlet letter. I mean, it is literally stamped on you and everyone can see it. Oh my gosh. Poor yeah. teenage girl. <laughs> I feel sorry I for them. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Oh. And and you know, and, and then the, the attention though that would come with it. Yeah. You know, where you know, I would eat something for breakfast and people would comment on it and or, you know, it, body structure would change and people would comment on it. And so You can see kind of how it's a vicious cycle where maybe we're complimenting the wrong thing or that's why maybe it's not great to compliment a person's body because you don't know what you're complimenting. You don't know if someone is depressed. You don't know if someone is sick or dealing with a medication side effect. Um, And so, you know, I, I can understand that there are some people out there that like the compliment because maybe it's motivating them to continue prioritizing, you know, what they're viewing as health, but there's a whole other side of things. And we're in this world now where it almost feels like there's nothing safe to be said. Um, And I would disagree. I I think that there is a lot of safe things that you can say that isn't focused on appearance. I was actually looking at one of your reels where you said, have you ever thought about complimenting a person's weight loss? And that's kind of your message where you uh, bring out in there on getting to know that and, and the different effects of that. Yeah. And I posted that same reel on TikTok. Um, and it, it's interesting that the, you know, you can wind up on the wrong side of TikTok quickly. And I don't think I really, I, I don't think I did with that one. Um, but there were more people on that platform who disagreed and again, that's okay. I, I think that it, it's completely okay to disagree, but uh, I, I think having a voice for some of those people who, you know, might be struggling or also, you know, what if someone was in a larger body and is now in a smaller body and that's the one thing you comment or compliment on? It's like, you know, were were they not revered as worthy before? Um, I know that that can be something that's a little sensitive as well, or not just a little, I didn't mean to minimize the sensitive sensitivity of that. Yes. Yes. So navigating these ways within the intuitive eating, um, tell everyone where people, where they can connect with you to learn more about your program. I am great to, Stacey might disagree. I'm really easy to contact on Instagram. Um, if you just direct message me, I do promise I, uh, I have uh, someone who was helping me in my DMs earlier, but she left. So it's me now. Realizing now that you work nights. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, mean, I try not to be wow. I do moonlight for an outside hospital still um, working nights and so I, tr- oh I try gosh. to be mindful where I don't want people to think I'm loco <laughs> <laughs> responding to DMs at 3.30 in the morning <laughs> sometimes it's just how it works out <laughs> wow. um, so you, you can email me um, on on my website uh, kristinlorenznutrition.com Alternatively, you can find me on Instagram at The Last Dietitian and send me a direct message, and I promise you, I will get back to you. Um, I love voice memoing with people, so you've heard me here. I promise you'll hear me in the DM. <laughs> uh, if you were to pick like your ideal client, who would that be, and what would they look like? They would be someone who is ready to come home to themselves. 
they've felt disconnected to themselves for a long time. They know that diets or they feel like diets aren't working for them and they, they're ready to feel home. Um, they're curious and open. And, 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 that, and that's really all it takes. Um, I love working with, you know, any age, any gender, um, you know, everybody, everybody has a place here. I love it. I will say I prefer working with adults. Um, if you do, <laughs> if, you know, but, um, you know, cause I, I say I'm not specialized in working with young people, um, teenagers, but, um, I have been able to help work with parents in fostering a healthy, um, home environment on, you know, for their children. Um, but I don't want to be trying to manipulate children through their parents. Right. Um, <laughs> I just thought of this question. I'm going to throw this on you. So take your time. There's lots of editing I can do. But (laughs) what would be, as we're talking about diet culture and and before um, I hit record, we were talking a lot about other things that like bugged us, especially within the new year. What would be one of the diet culture, what do you call them? Ways, I'll just say the diet culture ways that you would just love to burn. Oh, I don't even have to think twice about this. Maybe you don't even have to edit because I, I know my answer is immediately. It, it is that diet culture is actually getting pretty savvy at the anti-diet culture, anti-diet verbiage, uh, jargon, lingo. I, know, I didn't do great in linguistics. So I'm not actually sure of like the, great, the right term. But um, so Noom, for example, is the principle. And, you know, I really... I really go after them <laughs> in my reels and in some of my content. And my issue is with the marketing. My issue is with the marketing because they are a diet, but they are claiming to not be a diet. Um, but you don't put someone on a calorie count and not be a diet. You don't put someone, you don't put food in a red light, green light system and have it not be a diet. If you are trying to intentionally lose weight, it is a diet. And so while I am not anti-dieter, I am anti-diet. And I'm particularly you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing. That, that's how I feel. I, I'm really against this sneaky, um, you know, oh, we're not a diet. Like, but you are. Own it. It's okay. Don't pretend to not be. Because there are a lot of people who have been looking to repair their relationship with food, looking to, you know, improve their nutrition, improve their health. And um, they sign up with Noom because it's some very compelling copy. Um, the imagery is really interesting. Psychology, you know, they tie that in there. Just like what we were saying before, that your thoughts, like, psychological thoughts have a lot to do with what you eat. It, it completely does. And the price tag is also re- appealing because it's not a huge investment. So people will sign up for it. And I, I know people for whom it has exacerbated or created some disordered eating patterns. Um, you know, I, I also know people for whom it has worked. And, and again, that is fine. But for the people with a history of disordered eating who are going into it, looking to change their thought process around food and then have, you know, I don't know, I don't even know, like an avocado be a red food that they're supposed to avoid. How's that helping anybody? Oh yeah, that's... I don't even know if avocado is red. I just know I just know on Weight Watchers, avocado is like okay. a really hard food to incorporate, and so sad. <laughs> so great message, um, and as the new year is, 
you know, ramping up their marketing skills. We're seeing more of this because I feel like intuitive eating has caught a lot of attention within the last 20 years, maybe more. And it's catching on and it's working for people. And that it's the idea of eating like a kid again. I say that a lot, but it's not being on a diet for the rest of your life. And that's where your message comes into play and showing people how to navigate in this messy world of, of diet culture. <laughs> Spot on, Stacey. And, and to add to that too, you eating like a kid again, but think about eating like a kid before that kid was taught rules by their parents, before that kid was told they can't have Pop-Tarts, they can't have the Oreos, they can't have this and that. Because once we've done that, that's when that food becomes irresistible. It becomes forbidden. They're going to sneak it. They're going to want it. They're going to be hiding it. They're going to feel shame if they're caught eating it. And, and so many people, too, think that, uh, you know, oh, you, you intuitive eating, you're going to, so I can just eat a pan of brownies. Well, you know what? If that's what you think you want, you know, find a place that you can be present with your brownies. But you'll, I, I promise you this. I do not make a lot of guarantees and promises, um, but I will promise you this. You're not going to always want to eat a pan of brownies. You're not always going to want to eat a whole pizza, but you keep thinking that you're going to because that's not allowed, but you will crave something fresh and crunchy and citrusy. You are going to crave, like it, it will happen, but that's when you have to truly letting go of diet culture, getting rid of the food police. It is so scary because you are relinquishing control it's the only way you're going to get it back. It's um, hard to kind of win it over or sell the package deal. But in the end, it's really what everyone needs. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard. You know, people who go for it are so are brave. They, they are so brave. And I want to be clear that if this isn't for you, that doesn't mean you aren't brave. <laughs> it's just, it, it can feel really scary. And, you know, I'm coming to you as a dietitian who hasn't done this her whole life. So you know, I've been through it. I know. Um, but it is such a breath of fresh air to like not feel like you need to start over or start anything. You know, I mean, we started this new year just like, Oh, well, just another day. Right. Um, Kristen, what do you love about being a dietitian? Oh my gosh. What do I not love? Um, <laughs> I love the connection. I, I really love connecting with people. Um, I love seeing my clients celebrate themselves. So often they'll message me and say like, thank you for X, Y, Z. And I love to turn it around and tell you, thank yourself. Like you're the one that did it. I mean, I'm so happy to be included in on this journey with you, but you're the one that did it. You know, I, I like to, again, here's another you know, imagery for you, but you know, I'm like a Sherpa where, oh, I know the way up the mountain. I've done it before. I'll carry the pack. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll guide the way. But the hiker, the mountaineer, they do just as much work. They walk up the mountain. I'm not carrying them. They walk up with me. So um, yeah, that's what I really like. But then also just from a professional aspect of being a dietitian, there's so many things that we can do. Um, you know, I've worked in a nursing home. I've worked in an ICU. I I'm credentialed as a transplant coordinator. Um, you know, we can work in hospitals and food banks and private practice. And I, I just, I, I think it's wonderful. And I think that the job is not 
going anywhere. Um, unfortunately, because <laughs> culture keeps coming up with <laughs> weird stuff, but um, it, it's such a wonderful, it's, it's such a wonderful profession, tr- truly. I like to hear that, especially on those days when you're like, oh, I see so much nutrition information that's misinformation. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of good to it. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I know, I know. Some of the TikTok crazes, you know, I think oh. kids were blending celery and whole lemons or something last year. And, oh. um, yeah, so, so sometimes knowing a lot or sometimes, you know, we know too much, but at the same time, um, you know, people have to go through growing pains as well and just take, take some time to learn. Totally. Any other last words before we go into our closing questions? I, I want to thank you so much for including me today, Stacey. Like, thank you so much for sharing me with like your day and on your platform. Um, it means a lot. I'm so happy to meet another dietitian friend. Finally. Um, you know, I know face to face finally. And, um, I think, you know, for anyone listening out there, if you have questions, just ask them, you know, we're, we're here to educate. We're here to help. We're here to provide. Um, there are certain limitations that, you know, course we have to reserve some information for like individual clients um but i i would say you know if you're if you're curious that's a really great place to be and just pursue that love it and thank you for coming on because there are so many times when i like make the message and i'm like i don't know why i I just i get a little nervous and then when someone says yes i'm like woohoo so yay oh my gosh i'm the same (laughs) i'm the same way with reaching out to people i promise you i promise you i love seeing people messaging me it makes me so happy yes (laughs) so our first closing question is if you were in a tv show which one would you be in this is such a great question and i've been thinking about this and this is the this maybe this is the question that you have to edit out because I just keep going back and forth. Um, originally, like years ago, I would have said Scrubs just because I feel like that's so much what it's like to work in a hospital where you're just like, I don't know. And people are wacky. And um, I think it brought like so much humor to it. Um, it, it. I mean, I think that's probably like the real life. Like if I was actually in a show, that's probably the most what it would be like. Uh, what show I would love to be in, not because of the drama, just because of the environment, is Yellowstone. I am like obsessed with cowboy culture right now. I am. <laughs> I'm married, but um, Rip, if you're watching, <laughs> I don't know though. Um, so I like I love Yellowstone. I think it's just such a great show. I saw that come up on our. Um recorded shows but i have not gotten into that so oh you are lucky you have many seasons to get through <laughs> okay, you have a lot great. of seasons to get through great. yeah I'm, I'm pretty jealous uh next question what is one food someone has said a dietitian eats that nacho cheese okay. like the pump cheese um it's something i love i mean as long as i can remember i absolutely love it, it is artificially colored it's artificially made it tastes so good uh, i had my first my first little dip cup of nacho cheese that i actually didn't like at a coney island recently um but other than that usually it's perfection love that <laughs> <laughs> uh best or latest book you have read it's been a while since i've read a book i'm not gonna lie um one of my favorite books 
is the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. Um, it just made me sob. I absolutely love that book. It's an easy read. Um, it, it, it's a great book. Otherwise, I've been really into the um, bad blood, actually. Um, it's Theranos, Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes has been in the news lately. The verdict was just, um, you know, released, I think, yesterday. Yes. But my husband and I did a little book club a couple of years ago, um, and we both listened to the audiobook on Theranos. And uh, there's going to be some movies coming out in the next couple of years about it. But um, I just I thought it was a really fascinating. It's a fascinating book. So anyone who reads it or listens to it or has or wants to talk about it, uh, message me because I can't get enough of it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a documentary, too, on that. I think on HBO. Yes. So good. Yes. Mm. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And then I've been listening to, like, the podcast of, like, the latest, like, week by week, what's been going on. So, yeah, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That is a, a very interesting story. Okay, well, that's our final question. Um, I can't thank you enough for for spending your time here with us today and just connecting with you. Like I said before, I feel like we're already friends. So when you came up, I was like, oh, hi. (laughs) I'm Um, so glad, Stacey, you are my friend. Thank you. (laughs) So how we treat and talk to ourselves can be the core of our health. Tackling old diet ways is easier said than done, right? (laughs) But Kristen gave us great takeaways to remember in our journey with food and freedom. Friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was so much fun getting to know Kristen. And again, that's why I want to talk with these experts in this field, including dietitians, because they each have their own message, their own outlook, their own teaching style, and their own special journey on why they want to help others in their passion for wellness. We will be back next week with a great conversation with a gal that has transformed her life as a young mother. Until then, thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.